0: There's big, and then there's Galaxy big. Get ready to redefine what you can do on a tablet with the new Samsung Galaxy Tab S8 Ultra. Have plenty of room for all your favorite things on a whopping 14.6-inch screen. The largest screen on a Samsung tablet yet. Plus, unlock epic productivity power when you sync Tab S8 Ultra with the rest of your Galaxy, giving you more ways to work, play, and create. Get your Galaxy Tab S8 Ultra now at Samsung.com.
1: If you're not already listening to the Stack Overflow podcast, you need to check it out. As one of the leading technology podcasts for 13 years running, it's your resource for what's happening in software development today. The Stack Overflow podcast hosts conversations with developers and leaders at top tech companies focusing on the art and practice of programming. From Rails to React, from Java to Node.js, it'll help you understand how technology is made and where it's headed. Check it out today at stackoverflow.blog slash podcast.
2: Yes, Karen. Um, you know what? I'm a little bit. In, I'm feeling a little bit imposter syndrome here. The reason why is, you know, talking to a billion dollar net worth. It's a little bit overwhelming. So, congratulations, by the way.
3: Try living it. It's uh, imposter syndrome. for me over here.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, as young as you are, and you have a net worth of a billion dollars, that's amazing. That's everyone's dream. But anyway, Karen, can you tell us your story? What was your journey like to get where you are?
3: It's pretty rough, to be honest. Uh, I've This is my sixth startup that I've created, and uh, I, I started back... I guess in the in the crypto space, as Daniel just mentioned, we we my brother and I, Kane, who actually runs Synthetics Protocol, which is another DeFi uh, project that has been around for about four years now. But just before that, we decided to we we had a platform that was in probably I think a thousand. Uh, retail locations across Australia, and we had the we, Kate and I was sort of into to crypto. Like we, we we'd obviously we'd heard about it. I had this uh, friend of ours who actually sadly passed away with probably twenty billion in uh, in what is a uh, uh, Bitcoin on his computer now that that no one can can actually get into. So we'd had we knew about it and and. Uh, but we hadn't really dabbled out ourselves. And uh, weirdly enough, this company came to us and they were a Bitcoin exchange and they said, you guys have this digital platform. It's was, it was basically uh, an iPad that was able to run all of these separate apps. And, uh, and they said, could we put our cryptocurrency app, our, our exchange app, on your platform and effectively turn it into an over-the-counter situation where someone could literally walk into a retail store. Back at that time, you could hand over, I think it was like 600 hundred and the platform would then convert your cash into a Bitcoin and uh, and send it to your wallet. And so that was how I got... Exposure to cryptocurrency, and I—it actually wasn't Bitcoin that that lured me in. It was—I'm uh, pretty, <laughs> at my core, I'm pretty degenerate when it comes to to trading, and so things like penny stocks and uh, and 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 projects with very very low market caps uh, are what interest me, and. At that time, it was actually Ethereum. And so I went into Ethereum. I think at, at the time, I told my mom I'd finally saved up like 100 grand to, to buy, uh, to put a deposit on my first house. And I took all of that money and I dumped it into Ethereum. And that was at about $6. And if you know Ethereum, it's, it's now trading at about buy uh, for four and a half thousand dollars, and I actually lost money in that trade, and so that's what that that's the the weird segue to to moving into a uh, food tech startup was I I got burnt by crypto and I just didn't want anything to do with it after that experience because shortly after I lost money, Ethereum ended up pumping up to like $200, 300 dollars and so uh after a few years kane the the brother that i was talking about who, who uh created synthetics his token had gone to i think 5 billion in in its uh fully diluted valuation and it was at that point that i'm sitting over here in traditional uh, company land and and he's in crypto and He's worth you know half a billion dollars and and i'm struggling to to raise even a dollar for for any of the for, for for my business and he said just get back into crypto and so it took a long 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 time of him trying to convince me finally did and i stumbled upon uh nfts and then eventually uh gaming really Drew me in because i 've been a gamer pretty much all my life, and i just I just saw a gap in the market that there wasn't anything really compelling in terms of like uh, a triple a game with backstory and really good lore and graphics and and so yeah i I just roped up my my two other brothers and decided to start alluvium
2: yeah now. Karen, what year was that? When you saw there's a gap in the market, it's not really that super creative. What year was that?
3: That was about 14 months ago.
2: Holy crap, that was just recently. (laughs) I thought it was like you would say, like six years ago, 14 months ago. All right, so Karen, you know, can you tell me, I mean, it's just fascinating, and you guys are, what is your, I mean, how, I mean, Dan, what is the evaluation right now of your company, Karen?
3: I think we are just under 13 billion.
2: Oh, okay. So, did you ever, you know, was that even like, a th- I mean, was that like, are you still thinking about how do you handle that having a, a <laughs> company with evaluation of 13 billion? Not like 1 billion, but 13 billion. What does that feel like?
3: It's very weird. Uh, it, it creates, as I said, I, I wasn't joking about the imposter syndrome. It's it's certainly taking a, a long time to, to sink in. But I guess it, it's just a number to me right now. There's a lot of stuff that's, that's required in order for us to, to deliver the game. And at the end of the day, people are speculating on, on what our our game is is going to be and and obviously we we put out we're very transparent with our development progress and and i think that's why people are, are backing us like like they are but at the end of the day i i really really try and ignore the the valuation because it's just it's 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 stupid. <laughs> you know, I can't I mean it's it it's stupid but it's not stupid. It's that I think the stupid thing about it is how quickly it's happened. Right? Like mm-hmm. if you look at our studio and if you look at what we're producing, I think it you know, obviously I'm I'm very biased, but I, I do think it merits a a valuation of where it's at if we're able to to deliver on on what we say we are. Uh if if you look at you know a number of traditional gaming studios out there you've got blizzard sitting at just under a hundred billion dollar valuation so we're still only 10 percent of what you know the the potential really is so again you know i i just try and stay focused on on the goal and Yes, 10 billion is amazing, but for me, it's more the, the competition, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't want anyone, if I'm doing something, I want to be the best at it. And so, it. you know, I want our studio to be that $100 billion studio, not so much because I want to be worth $10 billion or whatever, it's it's because I just want to win, right?
2: I love it. Well, by the way, Blizzard is in our neighborhood. It's in Orange County. And I have a few friends that are, work there as a gaming, um you know, like they're an engineer for the game. So they're in my neighborhoods. But anyway, $13 million. Well, <laughs> Maybe I can <laughs> I can recruit them for you. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Um no Karen, can you tell me how did you come up with the name Illuvium? Is that your idea? It's a brother, is that collaborative? take me back to that day where you guys figure out the name of your comp- of your gaming.
3: Yeah, NFT. so we, we we actually uh so I Came up with the original name, which it's it's pretty embarrassing to we our, our original name was called Cryptent, which is super super original. Adding crypto into our name, and and uh, after a few months we we started getting bigger and bigger, and then uh, Aaron, I said to Aaron, I said, look, this is just not going to cut it. We need to we need to come up with a name that makes more sense and, and ties more into the lore of the game and so i can't actually answer that question because it really it, it it reveals something about the secret of alluvium but mm. yeah there's the, the the name is is very much tied into the lore of of the game and the the, the whole idea of alluvium is this there's, there's two sides of it there's the the mystery of what happened to this world and, and how did things get here? And, and you've, you've sort of got to play through the game to uncover that. And then the other side is, is just purely the strategic battling, which is more like the, the sports of it. And so I'm a, I, I don't want to ruin it for all those people that are looking to, that, that can't wait to jump into the game and uncover the, the mystery So um, unfortunately I can't tell you where Olivia came from.
2: That's okay, I'll take that. But um, 14 months ago, and now you're worth $13 billion. I mean, it's just crazy. It sounds crazy, me talking about it, but it's real. (laughs) But I don't know how it feels (laughs) to you. But uh, I mean, like, I know you said it's just a number, but it still is uh, real numbers.
3: They are real numbers, yes. They uh, they are real numbers, yeah. And uh, where where it gets really really stupid is we spoke. Well, I, I we're doing our Series A at the moment, and so the interesting thing about that Series A is we're raising around about two hundred and fifty million dollars, and so that puts the there's not many VCs that are in crypto land that they can write checks that size. And so I've actually started branching out and, and talking to traditional VC companies, you know, the, of the likes that they would normally invest in your, your Googles and Netflix and, and stuff like that. And one of them the other day was like, you realize that you're, the fastest company in history to hit a $10 billion valuation, right? And I was like, what? And then I thought about that and I was like, and I started looking it up and I, it might be old information or whatever like that, but there was nothing on the fastest company to reach a 10 billion valuation, but the fastest company to reach a 1 billion valuation was like two and a half years, something like Mm -hmm. that, maybe three years even. So it's just, I don't even know how to put it in perspective. It's it's ridiculous.
2: Well, I have to say, I actually know of the guy who runs one of the biggest VC in the world. So maybe there's something that I can introduce you with that person. I just texted him this morning. But anyway, Karen, what an exciting... And how young are you, Karen?
3: I am 32.
2: Okay. That even makes us feel bad. Whoever is older than you. But anyway, Karen, um, so tell us, everyone, what is DAO?
3: A DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. And so to unpack that, it's basically, think of it like uh, a whole bunch of people contributing to a project in many different types of ways, whether it be uh with capital or uh, their expertise or their advice or their resources or whatever it may be but it's it's a collection of people that that come together they can be I, ideally they are from all around the world from all different jurisdictions and and they come together to collectively build a project that is owned by all of the members of the DAO and so essentially yeah everyone has ownership of uh, of a decentralized autonomous organization.
2: Thank you for sharing that and Karen who is your main competitor is it Blizzard or Axie are you guys in the same or tell us?
3: Well it's an interesting one because I'm a as I said I'm a very competitive person and our competitors in the blockchain space or, or the the play to earn space, our biggest one is is Axie Infinity, and that's actually the game that that uh, got me excited about the space in terms of this verifiable ownership of assets, which is at, at the at the bottom of it the backbone of it that is the most important thing it's not the fact that people are earning money and all that kind of stuff it's the fact that they actually own their assets Axie had done that and so but the actual game i come from you know a background of, of, of playing mobas and and you know triple a games right like exactly what we're trying to build and so i looked at Axie, and i was like "Mm, you know they are our competitor but they're it's a fairly basic game and it turns out a lot of people did not like me saying that that was a a basic game but uh but now sort of 12 months later people are realizing okay there are that this is rapidly improving in terms of the, the number of titles that are coming out with uh, similar sort of graphics quality to, to us and, and gameplay. And so, yes, it is still Axie right now, but in the long term, it's definitely Blizzard.
2: I love that. Go big or go home mentality. Mm-hmm. I love that. Now, Karen, um, how many teams are in your company I mean, so we've it's got, fairly new. It's like fourteen this, months.
3: Yeah, this is probably going to blow your mind, but we have one hundred and seventy-five people.
2: Now, are they all outsourced all over the world or all they're in Australia? Cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so they're all full, so one hundred and seventy-five are full-time. We we don't like outsourcing, uh, just purely because if people are focused on two or three things, they can't fully focus on one thing right like and and that's that's really in in order for us to achieve what we want it it we need full dedication from every single contributor and so 175 are full-time but they work fully remote there's unlimited pto there's no hand-holding there's literally make your own hours it's it's probably one of the best environments to work in because you can literally work any way you want as long as you just get your job done. That's all anyone cares about.
2: I love it. Thank you for that. Can you tell us about your smart contract? How detailed that is? Why is it so important?
3: So we've got many, many smart contracts. There's uh, probably our our, uh, most important one is our staking contracts. That's basically where we're able to bootstrap the liquidity in the in the protocol. And so we've got I think they're locked up in those smart contracts now in the staking contracts there's collectively about one point eight billion, which is you know a very, very considerable amount. Uh, when you're when you're talking about uh, a DeFi project, and so the importance of that is a security. You need to make sure that there's no vectors for, for people to be able to hack into that because you know that's a, a lot of money and that would do a lot of damage to us. And so um, so that's that's one part of our smart contracts. But there, you know, there's we have probably 15, 20 different. Open source smart contracts that that we have in use now across so many different things.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So a lot of people, what does DeFi means?
3: So it's decentralized finance. So I, again, not not having a centralized entity. So how how I, we apply DeFi to Alluvium is think about it like. In terms of Blizzard, right, if we if we compare ourselves to Blizzard, you've got one centralized entity that employs 10,000 people and they go out and they make a whole bunch of games and those games make a whole bunch of revenue and all of that revenue goes back to one centralized entity in Blizzard. In the case of Alluvium, we have a situation where we're going to make a bunch of games, exactly like Blizzard. We are going to make a bunch of revenue from those those games. But instead of it going back to Alluvium, it gets redistributed to anyone who's staked in the protocol. So essentially what that means is a hundred percent of revenues are continually being distributed back to the players, the investors and the community members.
2: Thank you for sharing that. I know a lot of people are asking what is the DeFi, but um, Karen, what's your marketing strategy? I mean, you guys have a very successful launch. I mean, 14 months and here you guys are evaluated as 13 billion. You know, Tell us about your marketing strategy.
3: Well, we so in the last two months we just brought on Scott McCarthy, who is the head of. Uh, previously was the head of Twitch, sure? uh, and previous to that was uh, the head of PlayStation. For, for marketing. And so we've, we've just brought in, in a really, really seasoned uh, marketer and, and, and he's putting together a, a go-to-market strategy for launch across play-to-earn and uh, and traditional gamers, you know, because we the idea is we want to bring in as many traditional gamers as possible. But prior to that, it was me who was running the, the marketing team and and we had two of us in marketing. It was probably the, the smallest team that we had. We have like 50 artists. We have like 40 developers. And then we had like three people in marketing. And my strategy for marketing, I, I used to, you know, I've got a background in it. I used to, to be a sales and marketing director of, of that company, Blue Shift. And, uh, and so I have a background in it, but, our strategy was was basically to go and partner with as many of the popular DeFi protocols that were out there and get them to to join our community. and And our main community sits in Discord. And so what we did is we created what we called uh, these NFTs that, that we created. They, they were cosplays, and so. We would go to, say, uh, uh, Sushi Swap, which is one of the, the I think, the top 20 in, in, in terms of uh, crypto. So one of the largest communities in crypto. We went to them. I got introduced to the founder and I said, hey, we want to do an alluvial-inspired NFT that incorporates the Sushi brand. And then what we'll do is we'll mint a hundred of these NFTs. So we'll create a hundred of them and we'll say to anyone in the sushi discord, which at the time had like 50,000, if you join our discord, the Alluvium one, then you go into the running to win this NFT. And we would get about between sort of five and 10% of the community that we're working with jump over. And so that, that strategy got us to about, I would say, fifty, sixty thousand people in in our Discord, and then outside of that, I just went and did as many of these sort of AMAs like like we're doing now, with as many of the YouTubers that are in the crypto space as possible, and no one had really done that. Before, but I, I think a lot of people thought that that maybe that's a bit of a waste of time for the founder to or one of the founders to be going out and and doing these these basically these roadshows of, of AMAs to to get the brand out there. But it did two things: it, it a it exposed us to to millions of people that that follow these YouTubers, but b it was me on there basically saying. I don't care what it takes, how hard it is, how long it is. We are not going to lose like, and, and being super, super aggressive about the competitiveness of, of us and my two brothers and, and that then feeding through our entire organization with simply, you know, just not going to lose. And, I think that really, really resonated with people in crypto because typically it's, it's a, oh, everyone helps each other and, and we can't compete and we got to love and And I just, I just think that's bullshit. You know, I, I, yes, I think, you know, there's collaboration and, and whatever else like that. And, and we're partnered with a bunch of other games, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to build the, the, the biggest and best studio in the world. And so I'm not afraid to come out and say that.
2: Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, you're truly an entrepreneur because sometimes this community is very protective of like, oh, we're all going to be kumbaya, but I love how (laughs) you're like, you know what, at the end of the day, in order for to have impact, we need to make money and make sure it has to run well. But Karen, you're a master of growth hacker, and I love how you utilize influencer marketing and like doing m a and for anyone who don't know what m and a ma- means it's ask me anything like exactly what he's doing right now, and that's how he built his tribe, Karen, what mm-hmm. amazing work
3: yeah i mean i don't i i serious i advise a bunch of other projects now, and I say to them gear up you're you're about to go on the same roadshow that that I went on because you know it's it's seriously. It's, it doesn't cost you anything. They, 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 literally, we'd spent, and this is, is probably—I mean, there's a number of metrics that have come out of aluminium that are that are basically not believable. But we spent, I think it was 180 grand in the first 12 months of marketing. That was it.
2: Wow, and that's amazing. Yeah. So, so, did you do a lot of trade, or did you um, trade some tokens whatsoever? Did you do some of that, or you paid them?
3: no so a lot of like the, the, the crazy thing is like there was obviously a few influences where you have to do token swaps for and and stuff like that but a lot of the a lot of these these youtubers because they 're building their followings themselves like Play to earn gaming has only gotten big in the last twelve months, so a lot of these channels yes they have like fifty thousand to hundred thousand people but similarly it it has been generated in the last twelve months, so I don't even think they were in they're in a position to start realizing that they can start capitalizing on their channel and so a lot of the time they they and and you're sort of helping them out right like uh, people follow the amas that i go on because they get more information about alluvium and so then their channel's growing when they get someone like me to come on and so it's kind of a symbiotic relationship where i've helped them they've helped me and so there's no transacting that that goes on there it's it's simply just uh, uh, an agreement
2: Wow, what an amazing job. I mean, that kind of reminds me of my hotel brand in the Philippines. Uh, I have a, a hotel brand in the Philippines and I, I spend zero in marketing and I tap into influencer before they get so popular. And <laughs> so I got them for free for in exchange for one night stay, like, Whoa, this is the best way. Like I built my following and now I have to utilize their. I can just utilize their videos and I don't have to spend any ads. Like this is crazy. Why are people not doing this? But I love that you're doing this.
3: Yeah, I, I seriously, I don't know. Like when these people were coming to me and they're saying, hey, we have 10,000 people who watch our videos. Do you want to come on for free and promote your brand? I'm like, what? Obviously, but you look at like we certainly have done the most amount of video like content sharing in terms of on our business compared to every other uh, gaming project out there. But it's by like 15, 20 times and I just Mm -hmm. don't get it. It's almost like they must be saying no, they don't want to go on, which I think, yeah, it's weird.
2: Yeah, Karen, what is the entry level now to um, to get into Illuvium?
3: Uh, zero. So we've made a Axiom I know I, you're probably asking that because Axie's entry is something like six hundred bucks, but ours we've, we, is free to play. You can literally start playing Illuvium you, if you grind and grind. If you're from one of these developing nations and you have the ability to spend the, the 15 hours a day. You can not invest anything. Get to the stage where you've captured some NFTs in our game that, are, that have some value. It's not going to be crazy value because you obviously haven't put any money in. So you're getting the, the entry-level NFTs, but they still will have a value and you'll still be able to go and sell those NFTs, take that capital, Reinvest it, go and get better characters, and then do it all again until you keep building up until the stage where you've got you know a, a really de- uh, decent income from it.
2: Well, aside from beating Blizzard, which I have no di- doubt you guys can do that, what is the big hairy audacious goal for Illudium? I mean, is that beating being the best, or what are other goals? Yeah,
3: we. So I guess it's not really beating Blizzard because, I mean, there's there's the potential. It's beating Blizzard right now, but that might, you know, who knows what happens. There, there, there might be a bigger company that, that comes out. There might be a bigger blockchain game that, that comes out. But we are always striving to be the best. And the best is measured by the, the games that you're putting out and then Based on those games, you're going to derive your your valuation and that's how I compare myself to, to other companies and yeah, I want to have the highest valuation.
2: And Karen, what does that team look like? Is there any 13-year-old giving you guys what looks cool, <laughs> what doesn't? Is it so diverse or what's the age? I'm curious.
3: Um, hi. Actually, our lead solidity dev, which is which is like a, a blockchain engineer, Pedro, uh, Danny, and I are my operations director. We actually were making a joke that we don't think he's he's eighteen yet, but it turns out he's like twenty one. But yeah, he's our youngest in the in the team. Funnily enough, we don't have any crazy like fourteen year old geniuses. Uh we do have a bunch of geniuses but they're they're more in the age bracket of like twenty to to thirty five but yeah i would say i'd say yeah mostly mostly from twenty two to to sort of uh forty in that zone
2: mm I love it. Well, the crazy thing is Dan and I were married and we have a, a 15 year old son and he's a number four player in one of the Roblox games. It's like, hey, why don't you just work in and be an advisor for what looks cool? And said, I think I can do that because I have superior opinion on things. That's his words. But I was just <laughs> laughing. <laughs>
4: <He> <laughs> Dan probably did you does.
2: Yeah, he does. No, he's so he's so competitive. And the fact that he even wants to build his personal brand is 15 years old. Like, where did you hear all this? But anyway, he said he, is, he has superior opinion on things. <laughs> so that's funny. But Karen, I have to connect you with Dr. Goldstein. The reason why you're here is because of him. And he's a huge fan of you. Dr. Goldstein, how are you?
5: I'm doing well. And you?
2: I'm great. So thank you for introducing us, Karen. And that's the reason why he's here, because of you.
5: Yeah, Karen, Karen, huge fan, huge fan. Um, I mean I might why well, am I might am I even nervous? I've done Ted Talks. So I'm actually nervous right now. But anyway, huge fan. I've been <laughs> I've been on I've been onboarding people back since I would say since since June. You know, within 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 alluvium. we've onboarded a number of people, introduced introduced introduce staking with people, and things like that, as well as have alluvium in a number of different DAOs. So it's it's one thing that's that's very that's very big here over in the US. But I do have three questions, three selfish questions. All right, but yeah, for- all right. First question is first question is when land sale. I know you get that question every single
3: day. <laughs> <laughs> so. If I ha- if all goes to plan, it'll be on the twentieth of Jan. But I'm not. I'm saying that's a tentative date for the next week because there's a couple of things that need to fall into place. But we are going as hard, like literally. The if you saw the holiday calendar that that people put in for their for their leave, it's pretty scary. Like people are taking like Christmas Day off. New Year's, and that's about it to to get this done. So I'm hoping that we can put it all together and uh, and and hit the twentieth.
5: Excellent, thank you, thank you. Next question is when? When's the alluvial alluvial sale? I know I seen in one video it said it's going to be right after the land sale, toward the end of Feb, maybe.
3: Alluvitars. Uh, Or, yes, the Illumitars. Dr. Galston,
2: is that correct?
3: Okay. The Aluvatars. Yeah, yes, sorry. sorry. Uh, Aluvatars are going to be end of Feb, I would say, depending on a couple of – like, so, then we're cramming so much stuff. Like, we've got Lansdale, Illumitars. We've got open beta. Uh, sorry, we've got closed beta. Then we've got the, the open beta around the corner. Like, we're we're cramming a lot of stuff into – Uh, a single quarter and so i'm i'm using aluvatars as kind of like my little pawn piece and wherever it needs to fall it can it's moving along really really well like it's it's probably going to be complete and and ready to go for set one i would say end of jan so we'll probably hold on to that and Release it when it's tactically the the best time.
5: All right. Thank you. All right. Last question. And I'll, and I'll leave you alone. So no I know I know you previously talked about, you know, you really weren't going to be doing scholarships and, and things. like I don't like the word scholarship myself, but in terms in terms of, of teams and, 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 and within alluvium, within I know that you are advising the path down. I'm a big fan of PathDAO for obvious reasons. But mm-hmm. we we actually have one called called the Guild Dao, not a shill, just just giving you some background. Where if you check, if you check out the Guildale on Twitter, we actually showed you some love on our profile picture with one of our apes. So I just wanted to know, you know, are you going to be doing any kind of partnerships with with guilds in the future?
3: Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, if you if you've been following me for a while, I kind of I always speak Whatever comes to mind and uh, at that time early on I, I was not a fan of scholarships I did not like the whole idea that someone has to wait in line and, and, and beg and plead and, and hope that they they are granted one of these things just so they can grind and grind and grind and grind and you know potentially make someone else richer it kind of it kind of didn't speak to decentralization but I've come around to to the idea now and w- when we you know w- when we do things at Alluvium we we do it properly right like we don't just say okay yeah we'll start supporting guilds now and and then what does that actually mean right like
6: hey everyone great to see you I'm excited today to talk through one of my new favorite apps called Melon Melon allows you to make high-quality professional live streams in under 15 seconds. You can stream independently to any streaming platforms or even invite guests to your show with only one click. You could literally go live in only five clicks, which is something that we've used here for a long time. We used to use a competitor. I don't want to say their name and I'm so happy that we now switched to Melon. This has been game changer for our business. There's no complicated signups, no downloads needed for your guests, which I can't stand. It's really for anyone who creates video content, whether you stream live, record productions, and upload later. This thing comes with great customization options to help your brand stand out, allows you to earn an income while you stream via donations, Everyone loves that, and it is the fastest-growing live-streaming product, and right now it is running an incredible deal on its premium features, which I'm very excited to come here to our audience and bring this to you, so check it out with Melon. We have a link here. Go to melonapp.com/showcode. Melon, melonappcom slash show code. That's Mellon, M-E-L-O-N-A-P-P.com slash C-S-H-O-W-C-O-D-E, melonapp.com, backslash, show code. Get started for free today, and we'll see you all there.
4: Microsoft Surface Pro 8 has the power of a laptop and the versatility of a tablet, all in one. It has a touchscreen and a newly designed signature keyboard that could even store your Surface Pen. Show the world how you stand out with Surface Pro 8. Check it out at surface.com slash Surface Pro 8.
3: We, we want to build the systems that are required from the guilds to be able to make it as seamless an integration into a, into Alluvium as possible. We want to make it very easy to... We, we know that there's going to be 100 million players coming from these developing nations that are going to be in these guilds, right? And so it's in our best interest... To build out the best platform we possibly we possibly can, to to allow the most seamless integration, but then also to work with them during this early time, which is why I I partnered and and I've invested in a bunch of different guilds, including PathDAO and the because we want to build these systems with the the people that are actually down in the trenches talking to the scholars and and the people that are entering their system. And so uh, to, to answer your question, yes, but we will be doing it properly.
5: Excellent. Thank you for that. I just wanna thank you all for for your transparency. I wanna thank you for being you. You're actually you're actually one of the main companies I talk about within within the classroom at Penn State and Georgetown in that, you know, your transparency is is needed within this space, you know, and that's one thing I talk about with the play to earn gaming industry and with the things we've seen with Axie Infinity, you know, there's a lot of negativity within the space and I say, you know, not I have not heard of a single single person say anything negative about alluvium, but I think it's because of of, of the, the the team you put together, you and your brothers. So so I just thank you for that.
3: No worries. Thank you so much for supporting us. It it, it truly it means the world to us that that we have such a large community of people that, that want us to be successful and and I think it, it speaks to again decentralization. The reason that, that everyone's propping us up is because you're all part of it. You know, you're, you're, you're all, if, if you've invested in Alluvium, then you're invested in the success of it. And we share that, that, that not even we, not even me, no, no, there's none of that. It's literally the platform shares that success back with the people uh, to, to the people that backed the platform. So, um, so yeah, but, Really, really appreciate the the support and uh, and the kind words. And I just followed you on Twitter. Yes, I'm on. Oh, I'm going to post that, my friend.
4: <laughs> there you, <laughs>
2: you go. Yes, yeah, I can't believe Dr. Goldson get a little bit of. Um, he he got so excited. I I know his uh, TED Talk speaker. There you go, Karen. You, you made everyone shake out here. But um, Karen, can you tell? I have one last question before we're going to go to Q and A. Can you tell us about how do you keep your community intact on Discord? I mean, how many teams do you have? What's your strategy? What's working and what doesn't?
3: Well, it got so. Our we have a really really good moderator team. It's uh, I think across Discord and Telegram we have roughly I think it's fifteen now. It, it might be a little bit bigger. But what we did is we created a bunch of language channels and then we created it and then we, we made a, a mod for each, I wouldn't say every single language, def, definitely not, but, but uh, most of the primary languages out there, we, we put a mod in place for, for those and, uh, and that helped us moderate for, for people coming in that, that didn't speak English. Then we had a system where we would put uh, lead moderators in place and then you would have just a normal moderator and then basically like a moderator in training system where the the leads are making sure that they are capable of, of being an Alluvian moderator and they share the same ethos. And again similar situation like the, these guys feel like they and and not even like it's it's rightly so they they should feel like this but they feel ownership over the protocol and so this is the beautiful thing about a DAO is everyone is committed to to putting in their part and for the moderators they literally that's their job right like their their life is is living inside of the discord educating users when they come in making you know stamping out any toxicity if if people are coming in trying to you know say some bad stuff and whatever but but even that i think from the start one like i've been in probably 50 different discords when when i was investing in in different uh crypto projects and one thing that i wanted to allow from the very beginning was everyone to have a say. Obviously, you know, you you, you can't allow things like sexism and racism and all sorts of stuff like that. That's, that's an, an obvious one. But allowing everyone to share their opinion, as long as, you know, they're, they're trying to share that opinion for a positive reason, then we would allow that. Right. And and I would be very open and say, speak your mind. If there's something that you don't like that we're doing, there's literally a feedback channel to tell us, Hey, you're being an idiot. Stop saying this or stop doing this or don't build this. Or I think you should build this. And that just created, it fostered this really positive and cool environment where everyone feels welcome. And you don't feel like oh if i say something will i look stupid or whatever because it's just everyone trying to prop each other up and, and i don't want to sound like a like some sort of a cult or, or something like that because it, it's not it's just a bunch of people that and when i say a bunch i think there's like 250,000 of us now that are wanting to see this project succeed
2: wow and that is all because of your leadership. I love how you're open to diversity, and taking other people's opinion. And uh, hey, that's the reason why it's so successful. So congratulations, right there. Now, Karen, what does leadership means to you?
3: Leadership, I, I guess, to me means having a having a vision and keeping people b- blocking out the stuff that that people don't need to to hear and allowing them to focus on their job right if you if you're a good leader you, you allow everyone to stay in their lane and just focus on what they're good at and you're ideally blocking out all of the the other noise that doesn't matter and isn't relevant to that team member and just yeah keeping a keeping a very open dialogue for for your team like we take criticism i i love criticism right like the fact that we now have 170 people in our team there's a lot of smarter people than me in in my team right and so if i i sat there and if uh, the the two other co-founders my brothers sat there saying you know we know everything and we know what's best and, and you're just going to do exactly what we say, It's you're stifling the, the, the growth and the ability and the skill set of the expert that you brought in. I, I just don't see the point of bringing in a, a team of experts and then telling them what to do and hold handling them, hand, holding them and and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I think a, a good leader just creates a very autonomous environment.
2: Thank you for sharing that. Now, Karen, what advice would you give to anyone who's trying to build an NFT gaming business, a startup, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently or advice to them?
3: So a community is everything, right? I that's the That's the first thing that I look at. So I would say, from the ground up, build your project to support the community. Allow them to share in the same success that that you as a as a team will share in if the project succeeds. Just just allow them to to be part of that, and it's it's probably even more critical in in crypto. And uh, yeah, that's that's that's. My main main piece of advice if you if you stay if you remain transparent and you really look after the people who are backing you, then you're you're very likely to to succeed in this space
2: Thank you so much Karen and where can they find you uh
3: you can find me i 'm usually uh around discord but uh, if you want to follow me personally I'm on Twitter um, my I don't even know what my handle is my handle is Kieran Warwick uh, but then but yeah what I would really if you've learned something from this you'll probably learn 10 times more by spending a single day in our discord and I, I don't just say that just to learn about our project you know we've got other channels in there where people talk about new projects all the time i we've literally got a channel called uh dgen trading which will give you tips on all the different nft projects that that are launching and and uh and there's a lot of smart people in there so yeah wow. that's where you can find me
2: thank you dan Bye.
3: Yes,
6: no, thank you, and it's Illuvium.io, correct? If they want to see the game,
3: correct? Yep.
6: Okay, Illuvium.io. So the name is of the top, Illuvium.io. We have Kieran Warwick here. Thank you, Kieran. We're going to go into some Q
3: and A. I just want to make sure how much time. Um, this is actually. I'm looking at my calendar for the first time in a long, long time. This is my last meeting. And it's only 2 o'clock. So you've, I've got all the time in the world for you guys. That's dangerous
6: on Clubhouse because usually we go like 26 hours. So um, okay. we'll just... I have 10
3: minutes. We'll see how we go. <laughs> all right.
6: We'll, we'll go for like 10, 15 minutes and see how you feel. Um, but don't worry, we won't go forever. So this is Kieran Warwick, though, the founder of Alluvium. I know you've invested in many DAOs, guilds, uh, company could be the fastest company to 10 billion valuation ever in history. That's 10 billion with a b uh, amazing amazing and you have, you know, over 150 175 employees. Sounds like an amazing organization. So, you'll not only be the fastest, you might also be best place to work at the same time, which is not common so thank you for being here we're going to open up to questions uh i would love to hear i know carlos has a question and then we had some more people that messaged me and then we can go carlos and michelle and then we'll go from there so carlos over to you then michelle so just so you know people will ask the question uh we try and have people ask one question at a time and then we'll just jump around and then we'll see how much more time you have kieran just to let you know Sounds good.
7: Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Kieran? Uh, Daniel, uh, Quinn, love you all. Great to be here as always. You guys know the drill. It's about to go down. We got Kieran, ladies and gentlemen, in the house. Brother Kieran, I love your project. I'm a, a long-term uh, investor and holder, and uh, very congratulations on all the amazing things that you guys achieved, Gold, Lizard, Degen Nation. And uh, here's a question for you, champion. <laughs>
3: here's
7: a question for you brother, that I love to ask all my very successful and influential friends, which is something that uh, is lacking quite a bit on social media nowadays, which is the topic of influence. I want to know from you what does influence means to you my brother and who has been the
3: most influential
7: person in your life champion
3: Influence to me it I mean it, it's it's probably the a boring definition but it's it's probably going to be close to the definition influence to me is that someone who can make me change my way of thinking and start following what they're doing, basically, and uh, I think the influencers that are out there in the crypto space, they're they're—I I would rather call them educators, right? Than than influencers, and and obviously inherently, and someone who is educating the world on a, a very bleeding-edge new technology they're going to carry a lot of influence with that because people are going to want to follow that information and it can be very valuable to them. So that is why we have taken the strategy to, to, you know, I, I, I literally don't say no to, to an AMA unless it's like, you know, the person's literally just started yesterday and they're, they're, they don't even have anyone following them and doesn't matter how small they are. And the reason is influencers, no matter how small they are in the crypto space, there might be a single whale that for whatever reason, believes that that educator or influencer is talking, you know, about some, some really, really interesting stuff. And he might be ahead of the curb, and if that whale really is, is interested in what he has to say and then all of a sudden I pop up and, and we start having an interview and whatever, it's very likely that that whale is going to follow the influencer who obviously is interested in, in chatting about alluvium. And therefore you get this ripple effect where if you can go around to enough of these influencers, you're going to pick up enough of the whales that follow them and that's how you start building the the huge amounts of liquidity that that starts entering your project in a in a pre-released project
7: that's awesome my brother i appreciate you brother god bless you and keep it up the amazing work and give it you. your mother up give your mother a big hug man that is a massive <laughs> accomplishment getting mom to buy the project <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank you very much, appreciate it. And thanks for the the shout out for the Lizard Gang. I I love this. Oh yeah, Jan.
6: Awesome. Cheers. Thank you, Kieran. So, uh next we're going to have Michelle, but this is Kieran Warwick. Check out alluvium.io. I was looking at your Discord over 250,000 people. There's like 30 something thousand people online right now. Uh that is incredible. So, check that out alluvium.io kieran warwick you can also check him on twitter but michelle i'm gonna hand it to you and then after michelle we are gonna to go to lee bush so michelle over- michelle i think we cannot hear you all right we'll 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 skip michelle for oh. now i think she's having an issue with the microphone we'll go to lee lee bush welcome what's your hey daniel what's going on everyone great to be here
8: kieran i've been loving absolutely loving the conversation. Um, uh, specifically, I just want to touch on one point that I think a lot of people may overlook, but you know, when Kim was talking about marketing and just kind of building up promotion work, he talked about intrinsically motivating people and not necessarily paying them to do promotional work. And I think that's something that's really important. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I've worked on a lot of really big NFT projects over the past year, um, including being an advisor for the Oni Force project and, and the initial discussions and some of the other bigger projects um, in the space over the past year. But you know, one thing I really noticed is the space is getting smart with who is being paid to promote certain things and who is intrinsically motivated as opposed to extrinsically motivated. So, you know, when I look at all of the stuff for Alluvium and I've been following you guys for, for several months now, um, you know, I see that it's very easy to say, see that these people are, are gamers. They're people that are involved in the community. They're people that are passionate about the project. And that's what really sells the project to me whenever I'm trying to vet or do due diligence on a project. Um, So I just want to like applaud you for that and make sure everyone understood that when you uh, when you were speaking on that earlier, because that stuff is what really matters um, in the grand scheme of things. And as we're building communities, which, you know, everyone's doing um, daily now, that's something, you know, we have to be genuine. Every time we open the mic or come on the mic or put out a tweet, we have to be genuine and be honest with everyone that we can. So I just want to applaud you for doing that from from your standpoint and then some of of your power and position. So that's very um, admirable. Um, And as far as a question, I just want to know, you know, uh, Kate kind of touched on it or uh, kind of asked, you know, what's next for you guys? But, um, you know, I compare you guys to like a Gala Games type. You know, eventually I could see you guys becoming the steam of blockchain gaming um, with some of the, the sponsors and some of the ideas and things that I've read on the Discord. You know, do you guys see yourself branching out to become more of a blockchain gaming platform for all games like a steam type for blockchain gaming or do you think for now you just want to focus on one ip involved with the uh with the game um for now and then cross those bridges maybe later on
3: yeah probably not to to be honest it 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 doesn't look in order for us to to go down a a, a path there needs to be at least one of the the co-founders who's super excited and passionate about it. And all three of us have obviously spoken about the the Steam model and, and moving towards that, and it just doesn't excite us as much. What we're looking to do with Alluvium to to start off with is, is literally turn it into uh, a franchise, right? And so, so with that is a very similar situation to, to what Pokemon did in that first the game then you put out things like a movie, a TV show a bunch of merchandise That that is what we, we, we're at, at the heart a collectible game in Alluvium. and so if you an interesting fact about Pokemon is 60% of their revenue actually comes from the, the promotional and merchandise sales 40% comes from their actual in-game revenues and, and stuff like that so that's sort of the path that we're going down for Alluvium. Having said that, the plan is to build the studio up to, I would say the sweet spot is around 500 in, in the studio. And, uh, and so with that, what will probably happen after Alluvium is, is built and, and probably the expansion of Alluvium, which if I have my ways is, is, is going to be an expanding into uh, more of a MOBA. But after that, it will be creating another AAA title and another AAA title and another AAA title until uh, probably until we stop coming up with uh, new ideas. So, so yeah, Amazing. we, we want to own our own IT. And, uh, and, yeah, that's, uh, that's the path that we're going down.
8: Awesome. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I'd love to connect on Twitter or uh, maybe in the Discord sometime to chat
3: more about that. That's awesome. For sure. What's your Yeah, handle? Lee, I'm, I'm two down
8: below you uh, with the yellow background there.
3: Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, cheers, man. I forgot that this is connected to Twitter. Perfect.
6: All right. Thank you, Lee. Great question. Always great having you. So make sure you check out Kieran Warwick, io. They have an incredible Discord, also, an incredible company. It sounds like I can't wait for that to come out. And, uh, I have one question, though, before we go to, we'll go back to Michelle. It seems like the the new, the guild, I guess, guild over DAO, maybe that's the term. Uh, if somebody wants to start that, and I love how you are helping developing countries, as we have, uh, you know, a lot of connections here to the Philippines. And, uh, you know, that's something, a big part of what we do, too, is also, you know, helping people there. So I love that you are. You know, you're giving the ability for people, no matter where they're at in the world, to be able to actually make a living and probably a better one. But if somebody wanted to actually create their own guild, do you recommend that, not recommend that? And where can they get started?
3: So Web3 moves ridiculously fast, right? Like I've been I've been the biggest thing. And I put out a tweet the other day and I said asset management. Is critical to, to guilds, or, or something to that effect. And what I what I mean by that is guilds, in order to grant scholarships, they need to have assets. And the biggest thing that uh, that I worry about is guilds that start and they take a huge position in a game. And when I say a position, I'm not necessarily talking about buying their governance token. I'm talking about going and, and purchasing, say, ten thousand Axes, or you know, you go and buy a whole bunch of ships in, in Star Atlas or you buy a whole bunch of cars in a in a different game or whatever. And and the idea is that you're going to then lend those assets out to the scholar. The scholar's going to utilize those assets ideally create enough uh in-game revenue to pay back the the scholarship and uh and then away you go now the problem with that is if the game and again i have i have a lot of thoughts on this but uh if if the game for whatever reason starts losing popularity and people start moving over to the next game and the dangerous thing there is that, the, that people aren't factoring in how easy it will be for, for gamers to jump between different games. And the reason is we're not just dealing with fun anymore. We're dealing with fun plus earning. And so I believe 2022 is going to be the year of indie games that aren't your World of Warcraft or League of Legends or CODs or, you know, all all these huge AAA titles, they're smaller, potentially fun, but potentially only fun for a little while. And there's going to be situations where the yield starts running out, and if a guild has invested heavily in that game, and then just naturally gamers start moving over to the next game, there's going to be a situation where they're sitting on a huge amount of illiquid assets that A, scholars don't want to use anymore because they want to go and play different games, and B, no one on the market wants to buy it because everyone's jumped over to another game. And so that's why I think asset management for guilds is the most critical thing that they need to be thinking about. And so what to to round this off and to to go back to answering your your question i would say that if i was building a guild i would not want to hold any of the assets and so i i spoke to a a team that's actually come from uh, a bunch of them uh, are ex google employees and they're building what I've been trying to advise uh, another guild platform to to build. And that's basically a system that allows anyone to come in and asset provide for the the platform and then allow consumers on the other side to say, okay, that person's lending that asset, but it's not actually the guild that, that is lending it. It's just they are they are creating the, the integration. So the guild integrates with the platform. The platform provides whatever assets are required for that particular guild. And then there's no risk of asset management for the guild or the platform. It's simply someone coming in like myself who might be holding you know, 100 axes, and I go, well, I don't want to play Axie anymore. So I'm going to basically stake these assets into the system and then someone else is going to to potentially borrow them or if they don't, I just don't earn my interest rate. And so I guess to, again, round that out, I wouldn't be starting a, a guild now until one of those platforms emerges. And there's two or three that are being built right now. And you're not going to have to wait too long in in the Web3 space. I'm assuming one of these is going to pop up in the next like three to six months. So, uh, so yeah, that's that would be my advice to, to guilds. Wow, thank you for that. Appreciate
6: it. Uh, I love how what Kay had mentioned. This is really becoming more and more about business and less and less about just fun and gaming. This is you know real world impacting what could be millions of people. So thank you for that. Uh, I know we maybe have time for one or two more questions. Would that be okay? Let's go back to Michelle. Michelle, are you there now? I think Michelle has audio issues. So sadly, Michelle, we cannot hear you. But we'll keep it going. Anyone else have a question? You can just flash real quick, and I'll just go down. Uh, We got Kieran Warwick here, though. Check out alluvium.io alluvium.io also they have an incredible discord of 250,000 people but uh plugin.io go for it you are up next thank you very much kieran uh amazing knowledge drop here um i'm listening in and uh i'm i'm Aligned with so much of the things that you're saying here, um, you alluded earlier to the fact that you were interested in uh, building more AAA titles, like one after another, in the sense of uh, whilst ever you have a, a set of
1: ideas. Um, I, I, I wondered if you had the the notion or the idea that the assets that were uh, purchased in one game might migrate to um, to another game. Um, yeah, that's it. Hundred,
3: every single. Every single asset that is in the Alluvium universe, and I say universe because we are not our own metaverse. There is only one metaverse and we're all building inside of it. But inside of our universe, every single alluvium asset will be interoperable.
1: That's so like totally cool. Thank you very much. No worries.
6: Hey, that was a fast fast question, fast answer.
4: Um, is that better? I'm- Can you hear me now?
6: Yes, we can finally hear you. Yes. Woo! Michelle, you, you made it.
4: <laughs> All I did was just go out of the room and come back in, just for anyone else that maybe. You worked hard, Michelle. You worked hard. <laughs> I did hey, you know what? You can't panic. You gotta have your head on straight. Anyways, thank <laughs> you. Karen, um, thank you. First of all, thank you, uh, Pivot Queen, uh, Kate Hancock. Thank you for this room. Uh, this is the first conversation I'm ever listening to about metaverse at all. So it's like, what a goal, what like a gold mine to drop into. <laughs> um, wow. Thank you all so much. So, um, my question for you, Karen, and I'm so excited to follow you and join your, Discord and and I'm learning so much and I don't understand half of the stuff you're talking about, just keeping it real. But that's no where worries. you learn, right? I'm like a fish out of water. But it's so funny because um, I had a fortune cookie the other day that said, even the greatest of whales is helpless in the middle of a desert. So so awesome you're talking about whales. Um <laughs> But what's what my question is, uh, because I am, I am a recipient. It's awesome that you were talking about scholarships because I am a recipient. I, I, re- I earned a scholarship to a breakthrough business accelerator last year and it changed my life. Just being around people, being around business owners, entrepreneurs, that mindset is something I did not have access to. And so I, you know, I, I, c- I can't talk enough about the value of that. For for people that are not around that, so I guess my question is, um, uh, as a creative, which I am, I'm a singer songwriter, um, I, I'm am a create, I'm a thought leader, you know, i have kind of push the push the line in a lot of ways and share a lot of, of big thoughts and, in a creative way. And my question is, as a musician, as an artist, where should I be looking to connect in? to the metaverse like where's a good place for me to start to 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 connect with companies to work with them to use my creativity um and the things that i do know and learn to be a part of it not just on the investing end but on the actual creation end
3: Mm -hmm. uh i would say your best bet is uh, i mean we call it ct that's literally crypto twitter and it's 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 this space that it It's kind of carved itself into Twitter, and it's weird. It's like the algorithms have actually picked it up, and they'll only ever show you stuff that that is within that but um uh, yeah, I would say start off on, on on twitter uh if you I don't follow that many people, so my advice would be follow some of the people that I follow there there's a bunch of people i'm I mainly follow n f t Creators or uh, investors, so there's a there's a healthy mix there. But uh, as an artist, as, as in uh, a music artist, there's over the next ten years. I was I was actually working with um, a very prominent Australian artist uh, early on, who's who's getting into the the NFT space and similar sort of story knew absolutely nothing about the metaverse and and you know how it all works and whatever but the exciting thing about the metaverse for creators and and specifically uh songwriters and and singers like yourselves is you can literally go out and promote your music and have the full royalties for that. You don't need any middleman, you don't need any agent, and you can also do things like connecting royalties where if people resell your your album and you would do it as an NFT, and this is you know it's probably a whole other conversation that we're gonna get into. But you can actually create a, an NFT of one of your albums and every time it gets resold you get a royalty from that. You can verify where it's, it's going on the blockchain at all times. You can build platforms for, for your own sales and and stuff like that. So there's, there's in web three for, I think it opens up so many possibilities for content creators that you just need to jump in there. Like there's, there's, there's so many different avenues that you can go down that picking one would be silly. Like, you just need to sort of immerse yourself into the entire space and you'll see things pop up where you'll go, wow, I, I, you can't do that in the traditional creator world. That's fixing a problem. And I'm going to go down that route. You, you, you just got to sort of explore the metaverse and, and, and find your, your spot. And, and like you said, connect with as many influential and and powerful people in, in the space that have been here for four or five years.
5: Can I just jump in quickly and respond to that question as well? I'm coming at this from a totally different perspective. My name is Ryan Schultz. I write a popular blog about social VR, virtual worlds in the metaverse. You can find the link in my profile. And I want to say something that might sound a bit heretical in this room. But there's a lot of metaverse out there that is not based on blockchain, crypto, and NFTs. And if you are brand new to the metaverse, you should explore that aspect of it as well. I have a list of about 160 different platforms on my blog that I have visited and written about in the last four and a half years. A few of them are blockchain-based, like Decentraland, but most of them are not. So you might want to do a bit of research and investigation. And that's all I wanted to say.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, Karen, so much. And I followed you on Twitter and I would love if you would connect with me too. anybody here. I'm all about the collaboration. Thank you all so much. This has been, this is great. And I thank you, Pivot Queen uh, and Daniel and uh, everyone that's carrying on this conversation. It's really.
3: No worries.
6: Of course,
4: Thanks, Thank Michelle. you, Dan.
3: Back to you. All
6: right. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. I think we are at time though. We went actually a little bit past the amount of time that Karen had suggested earlier, so thank you, though, so much for being here, Kieran. Make sure you check out before you go, Alluvium.io. Alluvium, it's in the top. Alluvium.io, incredible Discord, over two hundred fifty thousand people, uh, over thirteen billion dollar valuation, which is amazing. I mean, that's like who would have thought? Thirty-two years old, and just. Wow, mind-blowing. So this space has so much opportunity. Alluvium.io. So here is Kieran Warwick. His Twitter, though, is also in his profile. But let's get off the mic, though, and let's give him a big shout-out. This is how we always do the intro and now the outro when people are done. Uh, Let's give him a big Woo!
2: Woo! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Yes. Yes. Kieran, I think you have to come back here. In the next few months, Um, we'll talk again.
3: Yeah, every now and again, I go on to uh, an AMA and I have a whole bunch of fun. And this has definitely been one of those. So thank you all so much for your questions. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to come back
2: on. All right. Thank you so much. We're honored having you. There's big
0: and then there's galaxy big. Get ready to redefine what you can do on a tablet with the new Samsung Galaxy Tab S8 Ultra. Have plenty of room for all your favorite things on a whopping 14.6-inch screen. The largest screen on a Samsung tablet yet. Plus, unlock epic productivity power when you sync Tab S8 Ultra with the rest of your galaxy, giving you more ways to work, play, and create. Get your Galaxy Tab S8 Ultra now at Samsung.com.
1: If you're not already listening to the Stack Overflow podcast, you need to check it out. As one of the leading technology podcasts for 13 years running, it's your resource for what's happening in software development today. The Stack Overflow podcast hosts conversations with developers and leaders at top tech companies, focusing on the art and practice of programming. From Rails to React, from Java to Node.js, it'll help you understand how technology is made and where it's headed. Check it out today at stackoverflow.blog podcast.